Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Geek Time Radio. This week I have with me Matt. Hi David, how are you? I'm right, how are you? Uh, not bad, yeah. Feeling a little sick this afternoon, but I should be should be fine. No, no. Uh, got some uh, dog walking to do later, so that'll take my mind off of, oh, off of yes. things. That'll yeah. help. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, nice little run. So well, um, he'll take me for a run because he pulls me quite, quite far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dogs have the tendency to do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, I thought I'd take a little chance to talk about uh, my website that I've been working on for the past... Uh, oh, yes. S- since about May. Five, yeah. six months roughly. Yeah. Uh, it's called Entertainment Talk. Uh, the website the website link is entertainmenttalk.org. And it's basically a website where I do podcasts on different things. Um, the thing that's been around the longest for it is the Xbox podcast, which I think I mentioned on the first ever time I was on Geek Town. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously still going. Episode 45 was posted today. It's on iTunes, which you can search for on Entertainment Talk or it's on the website as well. And yeah, basically just write articles podcasts on different things and entertainment if you'd like to keep up to date with things that i post or things that uh amanda posts as well i don't think it's the same amanda as the one that uh, no. <laughs> you have on here uh, i think it's a different person she posts things on friday she did reviews of all the ps plus games which i'm going to do first impressions videos for um i put a few of those out so go and check those out on the website if you have any inquiries or any feedback or if you'd like to contribute as well you can just email entertainment talk at hotmail.com if you have any suggestions anything you think needs changing anything like that basically and yeah just check out all the stuff that's on the site there's a link to the twitch the facebook twitter cool. and all that sort of stuff but yeah just go and check that out and uh let me know what you think cool so, yeah and and what um, have you been doing gaming and tv wise well i finished the witch yesterday which i <laughs> thought to doubt i would be able to say because it's just a long, a long game, game that yeah very long yeah and easily the longest game i've probably ever played i mean fallout and Metal Gear Solid 5 which came out last year uh, pretty close uh, in length to it but um, yeah on my Xbox app it said that I put in 90 hours which uh, wow. includes time that is paused as well so it could be 80 or 70 I'm not sure uh, there's no way to kind of determine that but yeah what did you have you finished it you finished it haven't you uh, I finished the main story I've got a little bit left to go on the um, uh, the, the last expansion the blood and wine expansion but yeah no I mean I love the Witcher game I think it's absolutely fantastic I think they've done an amazing job with it I wasn't particularly a huge fan of the first couple of them either um mm. I, I i really didn't get into them but the last one i completely engrossing a really really nice job and and if you can find it on a 
deal anywhere. It's a brilliant value for money because you get so many hours out of it. Yeah. Uh, if you're a PlayStation gamer, I think there's a sale on it. I'm not sure if it's still up there, um, but last time I checked last week, there was uh, it was on sale. I can't remember how much because there were so many games. Uh, but yeah, if you have a PlayStation, go and check that out because I think it's on sale. Uh, I bought it on sale back in December. So yeah, I've had yeah. it a while. Uh, I haven't been playing it since December. It hasn't taken me that long. Uh, <laughs> but it was a period, I think, in the summer. I just, uh, I think it was when everything was sort of came back on around about yeah. March where all the DC stuff came back on. And I uh, just didn't have time for it for a couple of months um, yeah. and went back yeah. to it. Um, which of the DLC do you play first? Because there's the expansion and then there's Blood and Wine and then there's... It's the stone one first and then Blood and Wine I think is the last one. Although technically I don't think it makes any difference which way around you play them. But uh, okay. I think that was the order they were released in. So Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think the combat was... Uh, really cool with it um once i actually learned how to instead of roll out the way <laughs> which yeah. takes you far from the enemies that's if you need to like if an enemy is about to slam on the ground and uh yeah. do some kind of big attack that's when you roll out the way but if someone's just swinging a sword at you just press uh b or circle i think on the playstation to just dodge out the way and then just hit them from there yeah. uh, of course yeah. different enemies have different fighting styles so yeah but yeah i, I really enjoyed the final boss as well i thought that was very worth the wait Thought. yeah yeah it's good um the fight went on a little bit longer like there's that bit where he teleports you to the first place from the boat and then you kind of take out most of yourself and then he teleports you back onto the other boat and then you take him out from there yeah but yeah e excellent game what else i've been doing after i finished that i started infamous second son which is on playstation uh it's basically um i don't know too much about the character's story yet specifically um but it's sort of Within like the first hour, you gain most of the powers. I mean, I don't know how many more I've got to gain because I've played maybe three, four hours roughly. Um, yeah. yeah. It's basically a game where you run around as this person and you get powers. And uh, the first kind of part of the game is like taking back the territory from the city because this, I think right, it's called okay. the, D the DCU. They're basically like uh, the people that are against the superheroes that have been sent out to deal with them basically. So you've got to like get rid of those people and then you have like good and bad karma from like decisions and uh like when you're fighting someone they can they surrender sometimes and then you can either subdue them or kill them that's obviously the good and bad karma yeah uh, and then i'm guessing the story tailors to how you make those decisions so yeah it's, it's pretty good okay. so far cool. i knocked a power yesterday where it's sort of not quite the flash but you can kind of run around really fast for short bursts <laughs> of time and you can run up walls as well so yeah oh, nice. that's really cool yeah. yeah kind of hard to control because you have to press you have to hold circle and use the left stick so if you want to obviously move the camera you've got to sort of stop and move your thumb but right yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah i've been watching hooten and the lady which i spoke to you and sophie about yeah. uh, have you seen the first couple of episodes yet yeah i've been watching it i really enjoy yeah. it i think it's 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 very much uncharted the tv show but yeah it's um, an uncharted comedy yeah yeah with uh yeah, obviously different characters but it's basically an uncharted comedy so it's really yeah. cool uh, i don't think the second episode was quite as good i don't know what was maybe wrong with it but uh yeah still really enjoyed it and there's uh yeah. it's a nice short eight episode series so uh -huh. it'd be nicely uh kind of wrapped up well not wrapped up because hopefully it's the second season uh yeah. is that an original sky that's show? an original sky show yeah 
So um, okay. there's a fairly good chance because they, I, I don't know whether it's an external production company, but because they have some control over it and they're not kind of just randomly buying it in from American network. I, uh, yeah, there's a good mm. chance. I think if that does reasonably well for them, that'll come back. I would have thought. Yeah. Well, I've been doing, uh, watching House of Cards, of course, uh, yes. which has been pretty cool. Yeah. Where it's one of those shows where, um, season two, episode two is my next one, which I'll watch today. I'll maybe watch episode two and three today if i can do but yeah it's one of those shows a bit like a little bit like there's a native survivor where if you don't quite understand politics you won't lose track of the show but some things will be slightly confusing like i remember when you were talking about billions that time before and you said that the money stuff is a little bit confusing it's in the same kind of way as that where you can understand yeah, what yeah. the characters are doing but it's like when they mention something presidential it's like right i don't quite get that but then it makes <laughs> sense in the end um yeah but yeah high, highly quality show and um i like the way they kind of break the fourth wall and like fang talks to the camera or he talks yeah, to you basically i love that yeah. uh yeah that's really cool especially with I, w- I won't spoil it but especially what with what he does at the end of the episode that i just watched yes where he yes. mentions what happened um yeah there is yeah, there is a was, i think i mean you know we're, we're they're far enough into that show there is a fairly shocking death at the uh, at the in that episode yeah and, and that, was, which, that was like genuinely shocking because the one in the first season you could kind of see coming but it was still a bit of a shock yeah but and it was so sudden as well it was just like yeah wow that's kind of speechless <laughs> and the way the the way the character who kills the character just walks off yeah it's like wow <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah that's kind of cold and it's very creepy it's it's um it's such a good show that i really enjoy that show yeah yeah it kind of uh, i don't know if there's many hollyoaks listeners or watchers but um it kind of gives me that vibe of there's a hollyoaks villain that's called it's either silas or silar i think <laughs> one of them's the villain from heroes which i get mixed up in yeah it kind of yeah. gives me vibes of his character not the one from heroes the one from hollyoaks <laughs> in the way that the character character walks off once he's killed someone um, <laughs> I, so that I think was... you're probably the first person ever to compare house of cards to, to holly x <laughs> yeah house of cards heroes and but yeah, no, anyway, the, yes, the way the character walks off is very similar so it's uh yeah. it's pretty creepy but yeah that was yeah. pretty shocking yeah. um but yeah i'm probably the first person to ever do that i wonder how many people watch both <laughs> both those shows so yes yeah. i can't imagine there's a huge crossover maybe there is i don't know but anyway mm. yes so what else yeah. i've been watching still been watching i zombie i finished the first season last monday i've got to get back um, to that i did really enjoy that show it's good yeah very very good show very kind of yeah interesting twist on how zombies work yes in, uh, in the genre uh what else the wire which i've still been watching is one of the shows i haven't quite hasn't quite hooked me i haven't quite grasped it grasped it yet but okay i thought there's something good coming with the show yeah yeah so uh it's, on... it's a very slow moving kind of hbo show that but it, it is brilliant hbo tends to kind of do that like game yeah. of thrones and stuff hopefully it's not like season five game of thrones slow so <laughs> yeah no uh yeah i want to talk about a thing that i did where um basically i've got the downstairs tv and the upstairs tv and i've got my xbox and the playstation upstairs and then i've got my xbox 360 downstairs and what i've done is uh got a 10 meter hdmi lead which runs from my room to downstairs and i can now basically use the xbox 360 the playstation and the xbox one either upstairs or downstairs i just have to change the leads to whatever i yeah. need 
expect them to be. The only problem, uh, and I spoke to you about this as well, is that the Xbox One controller range isn't quite as long as the PlayStation and the Xbox 360. So I'm going to no. have to come up with some kind of solution to that. Because, uh, yes. of course, the PlayStation one's got Bluetooth and uh, I guess the <sighs> Xbox 360 one's just longer. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what it is. There's been a number of people online talking about that, that the, uh, the range isn't particularly great on it. So um, I don't... I don't know. There, there was a few solutions, but they're all kind of wired solutions of like running long cables and that sort of thing. So yeah. I'm sure there must be something. Yeah, it's all. It's either I could buy a 10 meter USB extension lead, which I've seen on Amazon, so I know that's a thing. But then I'd have to chip a slight bit more of the door out downstairs because <laughs> it was one of those doors that when it closes, there's like no gaps. Yeah, yeah. So either a slight bit more out of that, and then basically do the same thing I did with the HDMI lead. Or I yeah. maybe find some other solution. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So everything? Uh, yeah, that's everything. Yeah. So for me this week, I've I've been playing Total War Warhammer. Um, quite a lot because I interviewed the uh, guys from Creative Assembly or one of the guys from Creative Assembly and I did record that interview but the audio wasn't brilliant so I've actually done it as a that's a written post which is up on the site right now if you if you want to go and and see that and he does talk about um, Total War Warhammer and things that are potentially coming up with that as well so I've been playing quite a lot of that that's been my kind of main game TV-wise, Zed Nation I've been watching, which I know you watch. Yeah, I've got one episode left in the first season. It's on Netflix. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Walking Dead, but more fun and comedic. And a yeah, bit more the, it's, silly, it's but not more, in a bad way. No, no, it's kind yeah. of campy and and fun and and but but still still has sort of elements of drama to it, but uh but it's it's a much more comedic kind of set up than the dark seriousness of something like um walking dead so i struggled a bit i because i hadn't seen it up until now and and i watched the first couple of episodes and then because i'm i'm talking to uh the guy that plays murphy very soon which is the reason i started watching it uh so i thought well i need to watch a bit more of it so i actually (laughs) jumped to the final episode and watched that of season one and I really, really like that. So I'm actually going to go back and watch the rest of season one now, <laughs> which is an odd way to do it, but it worked for me. So, um, I, and I've also now seen the, the um, two episode opener of season three as well. Um, so I haven't seen any of season two yet, but, uh, but I kind of got a gist of what was going on and right. they sent me season three to watch. So I've seen the opener of season three, which is great. So um, I, I, I actually have really quite fallen for that show. I really like it. So I'm, I'm going to go back and watch a bit more of it. Other shows I've watched this week, Designated Survivor, which came as a surprise to everybody. Yeah. Just yeah. appeared overnight. The day after it launched in America, it suddenly appeared on Netflix UK <laughs> the next day. Uh, yeah. uh, which, uh, and Netflix told nobody about it. It took everybody by surprise. So uh, Designated Survivor is Kiefer Sutherland's new show. So we've seen the first episode of it now. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know what you yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. But if the character picks up a gun and aims it at someone, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure yeah. it'll come to that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> mm. They had a, I can't remember exactly what the character said, but one of the people that spoke to um, Keith Sutherland's character said something about 24 hours. I was like, that's such an Easter egg. That's such a nod. <laughs> I can't remember what exactly he said, but it was like something is happening in 24 hours. I was like, hmm. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I wonder, it was if, great he'll, show. I wonder if he'll get it's, around uh, to slipping a. Damn it!
<laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. it's it's such. It, but it is. It's a really good show. It's well worth going to look at. Yeah, it's good um, to see Keith Sutherland uh, back. Yes, um, it is. Always good to see Keith <laughs> back. Other shows I've been watching. Let's see, uh, Hunted, which is this new show on. Um, well, it's a second season of a, of a show where they take a group of people and uh, they try and see if they can live off the grid, and they're being hunted down by a collection of sort of ex FBI, CIA, uh, MI five people and it's really entertaining they've slightly changed the format from the first season because with this one they've actually given them a prize at the end of it which they didn't okay. do at the first there's a hundred thousand pounds the the if for the person that can evade the longest basically and um, they they sort of start off in birmingham and then all scatter in different directions they're all from various different backgrounds you know there's there's a couple of ex-army guys there's a couple of guys that are are um you know there's a guy that's a house husband there's a, you know, a couple of girls who are sort of students and that sort of thing so there's a this whole range of kind of people and it's just really to see who who can survive the longest whilst being chased down by these these uh, these professionals? So, mm-hmm. I, but it, it works really really well. I think they've done a really nice job with it, and it's it's really interesting to see what people do. There was a big problem with the first season, and that sort of happened a little bit in the second season. In the you know people leave, but of course they've got families, and you know it will be their kid's birthday, and they decide they're going to try and you know meet up for their kid's birthday. And you're kind of like, well, that's a stupid thing to do because you're either going to dedicate yourself to winning this money or not. And, you know, yeah. I know it's your child's first birthday. He's not going to remember. Don't go back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, um, I'm going to watch that. I haven't quite got back around to it. Thursdays yeah. are a bit packed again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I've been watching that. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of those. I finished Mr. Robot as well. Um, last yeah, two episodes that. of that second season so so the last two episodes of that which is a great show really really well put together um deserved its emmy nominations and its emmy wins um and uh, mm. Rami Malek won for Best Actor. Looked incredibly, it was very sweet. I watched the Emmys and Rami Malek looked incredibly surprised that he'd won that category. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was very cute. But um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. Other stuff I've done this week, Humans, the TV show. I went to interview some of the cast of Humans. I've signed an NDA, so I can't really tell you any more than that. But, but I went I went to interview some of the cast of Humans, which was nice. So that was good. And I went down there in London. Um, the the interviews from that will be out soon-ish. Um, it depends when the show actually arrives. I don't think they've actually given an air date for it, but there is some other stuff going in on, in October. So it's likely, I think, to be October, November when that turns up. But uh, yeah looks really really good there's some very interesting stuff going on with that so there was that another little bit of news which just got announced today was uh, on top gear uh, matt leblanc's apparently signed a new two-year deal to present top gear um, he's going to be the new presenter and the way they're phrasing it is it's going to be him chris harris and rory reed as the main presenters and then um the sort of people like sabine and eddie are, are going to be and obviously the stig are going to be around but it, they they phrased it like it's going to be matt leblanc chris harris and rory reed as the three presenters for it which i think is a good 
move. And I, I think those three guys were probably the strongest of the last season as well. So I'm looking forward to that. And the other major thing I did this week was EGX, which is the gaming show, which is in Birmingham for the last few days. So I went over to EGX and saw various different games, spoke to a number of the developers. So that's what we've kind of got coming up next is a, is a bit of a thing on EGX. Over at EGX, to, to the, the main thing, I don't know whether you've ever been to one of these big gaming shows, but no. um, they, they, they're good to go to, but it's practically impossible to get on any of the AAA games unless you're prepared to queue for two hours. I mean, I turned up at, um, I, went, I went Thursday and Friday. Friday, I turned up at 10 past 10 and it opened at 10 o'clock. And pretty much every major game had a two-hour queue on it. Yeah, ten minutes in, you know, it's ridiculous. So, I was I I didn't really manage to get to play that many of or any of the AAA titles. I saw some of them. They had a video running for um, like a, a cinema setup, which was quite cool. Um, sort of an old like fifties-looking cinema setup, which was their stand for Mafia Three, which I'm really really looking forward to. Slightly concerned that they didn't have any copies to play, considering it's supposed to be out on October the seventh. But oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, maybe they're but, packaging them all. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they are. Either that, or, or they've got some serious kind of crunching to do before October seventh. But um, that's that a day one patch. <laughs> yes, that could very well yeah. be a day one patch. But it, it looked really good. It's set in in nineteen fifties New Orleans. You play a gangster who's sort of betrayed by people, and you're kind of f- taking the fight back to the to the people that betrayed you. In look, it feels very much like. Um, GTA 5 yeah 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 very very similar to GTA 5 in the way that that it it feels but you're in New Orleans so you've got a lot of the kind of um, marshland around the outside and there's kind of a big waterfront so there's all that sort of stuff as well as the main city bits and you know so it's, it's a really really nice and pretty world that you're kind of in I'm not entirely sure how big that environment is but it's a really nice open world thing so I saw quite a lot yeah, of that. That looked, that, uh, really that looked very impressive. Um, I w- when they first announced Mafia Three, and they mentioned that it wasn't going to continue Mafia Two story with uh, Joey and the other characters, I was a little yeah. bit disappointed. But then once I saw maybe like five minutes of gameplay of Mafia Three, I was like sold straight away. Yeah. Uh, it does look like a pretty amazing game. Uh, I probably won't be getting it on the launch. I'll probably wait a little while. Yeah, that might be yeah, sensible. I'm definitely sold after after actually seeing it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've refrained from pre-ordering it because I want to know how bad the PC port's going to be before I decide mm. whether, what platform I'm buying it on. But yeah, I will be getting it. It looks good. So I saw that. The other game that I saw was South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's such a childish title. Um, but yeah, I, I watched that because they had that running sort of out in the open so you could see people playing through it. And I mean, it just looks great. It looks like a South Park game. Um, mm. They also had people using, have you seen this noseless rift thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's kind of interesting, interesting twist on VR because it's yeah. the nose well, thing. It's, so it's, it, what it basically is for those that haven't heard about this, the noseless rift 
is um, there's a lot of fart gags in South Park. So what they what they did was they developed this thing. You can't buy it. It said they're only using it for promotional purposes at the show. But uh, you've got the Nozzler's Rift, which sits over your nose. And every time somebody farts in the game, you get the smell of the fart in your nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there were people Which maybe fairly often in that game. So yes, yeah, and they had them on oh. the stand, and there were people. Um, they had them on the stand. There were people using it. Uh, it was very, very funny. They'd actually got sick bags and stuff out just in case. It, but um, I really? had a chance wow. to. I had a chance to talk to uh, one of the sales guys there. So um, this is is uh, him talking about the South Park game. Basically, uh, South Park, the fractured butthole, as uh, a nice play on words there. If you played the first one, is a direct sequel to it. It takes place the day after, and you now take on the role of a superhero. So you build your own character, a lot like Marvel and DC. You have different types of characters, sort of speedster characters, powerful characters, flying characters. You're able to choose one of 12 different sort of character sets to build that up throughout the game. Uh, there's also an origin story where you develop your character from a young age and that then has an impact on how the other characters in the game will interact with you. Battle engine in terms of sort of combat and stuff like that, it's been hugely updated and hugely improved. It's a lot more tactical. You're able to sort of coordinate your attacks based on what the other person's going to do, and you can kind of counteract that. And at this weekend at EGX, you've got the Nozulus Rift, which is exclusive to this weekend. Uh, you won't be able to buy it retail or general release. And obviously with all the toilet humour and stuff like that that comes with South Park and a lot of the sort of barting gags and this, that and the other, um, it kind of backs that up and gives it a bit more bump, a bit more impact. So obviously your main character that you play as, their superpower is flatulence and farting. You can use that to bend time, to attack and to fly and stuff like that. And so anytime you do press that fart button, you're able to get the full benefit of that with the Nozulus Rift. So unlike the Oculus Rift, which is all VR, this is very much a smell-sense-based thing. Um, so yeah, this weekend, gamers are getting to try that out uh, and to really get a feel for it. We've got sick bags on hand for anyone that can't quite handle it, and we had, had a, few, uh, a few bad reactions to it, a few people gagging, uh, but thankfully no one vomiting just yet. But um, yeah, it's really great to see, uh, to see people's reactions to it. And yeah, just sort of get a feel for the game before it comes out. It's due out first quarter of next year. It's been pushed back a couple of months just to make some fine tweaks and stuff like that. Like I said, with a lot of the upgrades from the last one, they're just making sure that gamers are getting the optimal experience from it. But yeah, certainly someone one to look out for, get involved with it. <laughs> so oh, there you nice. go. Yeah, it was hilarious. They had kind of almost a hype man stood out front who was talking about, um, you know, when he was pointing out when people were about to get hit with it because they had cameras on the players so you could see them wearing the no nozzleless rift and uh, <laughs> he's like oh oh yeah he's he's got to a point in the game he's about to get hit with it watch the screen watch the screen you watch these guys just pull these horrendous faces as they get hit with this smell but um so that that was highly entertaining and uh yeah it comes out the first quarter of next year i'm really looking forward to that because i loved loved the first game it was absolutely brilliant yeah, because you kind of thought that it was going to be some cheap knockoff of of a, a, a South Park kind of tie-in, and they really worked at getting the RPG stuff right. So it, it's a full blown, proper, really, really nicely put together RPG game. So I'm really looking forward to that. Do, do, have you played the first one of those? Uh, I haven't. No, uh, I've watched. Really a should of, get it. Uh, let's play and stuff. It looks cool. 
So yeah. I'm, I'm going to get around to it. Uh, really it's backwards it. compatible on the... Uh, if you buy the 360 version, it's backwards compatible. But it was also remastered as well. So you've got options oh, was it? there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Very good. So um, those were the two kind of main AAA games I looked at. One of the other things that, that they had there, which I thought was interesting, was um, Amazon Prime Now were there. You know, Amazon Prime uh, or Amazon Now is this uh, facility that you can get on your phone where if you're in an Amazon now area you can basically get things delivered to you within like an hour oh wow so what they've done is they've brought that system along to the show so you can go and and if you see a game that you like you can go and buy it directly there through amazon so i Spoke to their their rep there. His, this is him explaining about it. So my name's Russell Jones. I work for Amazon in the UK. I'm the, the category leader for video games. Uh, I'm here today with Amazon Prime Now and Amazon Scan and Buy, helping our customers buy all the great games they're trying at EGX. You're using the Amazon Now system basically to allow people to actually buy at the show. Yep, we've got two things here. So for products which are released, so today is the release day for the new Xbox One S with FIFA, um, PlayStation 4 Slim launched last week, uh, Destiny launched earlier this week. Um, for those titles, people can use the Prime Now app to actually order at the show and pick it up in a convenient two-hour window. For the games that people are playing or things like PlayStation VR, which come out a bit later in the year, people can try them, and if they like what they see, they can use the regular Amazon app. Uh, they can scan a picture of the product, they can talk to their phone and tell it what they want to buy, if they like what they see in terms of price availability, then they can order um, and it'll be delivered to them whenever it's released. That's very cool. So how's how's the Amazon Now stuff going down today? Because I know that you've, this is sort of the first time you've done it. So how's it, how's it running? Yep, first time we've ever done Prime Now in a kind of a pop-up location like this. So uh, everything's new. We're learning as we go. We've sold some consoles. We've sold some games. We've sold a lot of bottles of water and batteries. Um, I think the early slots have been used by exhibitors in particular to things they've forgotten. Uh, we're getting you know, lots of people coming up asking us how it works, and lots of people are placing orders. So, yeah, very much a wait and see. First time we've ever done it, but so far, good response, and we'll see what kind of numbers come through the day. It comes to something when buying from Amazon now is probably a cheaper way to get water than buying it from the NEC people. <laughs> I wouldn't say that too loudly in the NEC. But. <laughs> so um, yeah, you've got you've got people buying uh, buying games and buying consoles. What else do you see uh, coming from Amazon Gaming? We're standing right next to a Twitch stand with lots of people. Uh, Amazon this year has launched Lumberyard, which is a, a, a gaming engine for independent developers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Amazon Game Studio continues to sort of launch its own games, which you can buy on tablets, uh, etc. So there's clearly a growing interest in gamers, but for my part, I'm focused on opportunities like this to connect soon available or uh, instantly available product um, to the customers who really want it. Are you going to be doing more shows uh, like this, do you think, in the future? I hope so. I mean, um, I'd say my, my room is video games, and uh, based on what we've seen this morning, it feels like we're on to a winner, and this is something we should do more often, so we'll look at that. There's lots of eyes on me in the business at how does this work, and I'm sure, again, if... We look at the numbers at the end of it and it seems like something was worth doing that customers loved and I'm, I'm sure there'd be no barriers to doing more. Cool, thank you very much. So yeah, that was the Amazon uh, Prime guy. But he, I, I thought that was a really interesting idea. I thought it was fascinating that the people that were involved, you know, the exhibitors were uh, were actually using it to, to pick up things that they'd forgotten to bring with them and buying mm. like large quantities yeah. of water and that sort of stuff. So, so cool. Is that anything yeah. to do with like the Amazon drone delivery thing or is it something different? No, no. 
no, no, that's it, it's not. Although, I mean, it, ultimately, it probably could be actually. But yeah, it's um, the the moment because I, I mean, I've used it a few times. Uh, you know, when I realised you know I'm missing something that if I'm recording a podcast and I've got cable that I'm I need or something like that, mm. um, I used it uh, when I was working in Birmingham and I we were recording a show that night. And I realized I'd forgotten one of the cables, went onto Amazon Prime uh, or Amazon Now, ordered the cable, and it turned up an hour later. So, nice. yeah. So it's really good. It's, it's a really great little service. It's just kind of interesting them having it there. So, uh, you know, because they were getting kind of people seeing games and then going ordering them and, and picking up other stuff, which is good. Mm. But, um, so, what, so, what's like delivery cost on that? Is it more? Or? No, it's only a couple of quid. It's not a lot it's okay. there's there's a, a slight delivery cost but it's not a huge amount so if, if it's in your area you can go and download the amazon now app and uh, see if it's in your area but i know it, it's covering quite a lot of the midlands right now i don't know what it's like down south and up north but i you know mm. um i know there is it's certainly rolling out so uh, it's it's worth looking at Back onto games, I spoke to the Square Enix Collective, who you've got, that's the sort of indie end of of the uh, Square Enix company. And uh, they had a couple of really interesting games there. Uh, One called Forgotten Anne, which is, uh, it's it's a very pretty game. It it starts off feeling like a point-and-click adventure. Uh, You know, your standard kind of old-school uh, you know, f- um, flat kind of almost cell animated graphics, uh, and it feels like a sort of old school point and click, and then kind of turns into a Prince of Persia two D platformer as well. So it's it's this kind of interesting mix of both things. We spoke to the developer of that here, so here's a little bit of the developer from that talking. Forgotten Anne is uh, a 2D cinematic adventure game, and it's set in the Forgotten Realm. And what is the Forgotten Realm? Well, if you think of all the things you've lost uh, during your lifetime, it can be everything from ordinary objects, like maybe the odd sock under the bed, or old toys you've left in the attic. Well, all of these things uh, in our game, they appear in the Forgotten Realm as creatures called Forgotlings. And... Uh, Somehow, two human beings have ended up here. It's uh, an old man called Bunku and a young girl called Anne, whom the, the player will be playing as. And so how they ended up there and their quest to return to the human world is uh, part of the mystery uh, and what really drives this, the story uh, forward. So gameplay-wise, we are drawing elements from both the adventure game uh, genres, such as dialogue options, and from uh, puzzle platforming. With the platforming, we're more in the direction of the old uh, 80s, 90s cinematic platformers like uh, Prince of Persia, Flashback, Another World, like things where, where there's a little bit more gravity, weight, a realism to your movements. Uh, and so it's, a, it's a really a focus uh, because we are also doing a ha- very hand-drawn game. It's traditionally hand-drawn uh, animation, all our main characters and painted environments. Uh, our aim is to make, really make you feel uh, as if you're an animated uh, feature. Like it's a seamless experience. That's uh, uh, the main goal. Yeah, I've, I've just been playing sort of 10 minute demo of it and uh, it's an incredibly pretty game. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. It starts off very much like an adventure game and then sort of flips into that, that platformer thing. But the transition seems to work really, really well. Oh, yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's really like uh, it's a it's a balance uh, thing with uh, making a story-driven uh, platformer game, like uh, both wanting to tell a story but also giving 
freedom uh, to the player. But I think uh, that's that's a key concept, uh, a seamlessness. Sometimes that uh, means that uh, you, you you sit back and, and watch something. Sometimes we give players more freedom. Like I'm, I have a film background, and so with film, story is normally considered king, right? And in games industry, gameplay is king. But we really want not to see it as a conflict. Like our approach is kind of immersion is king, whatever to keep the player immersed in this in this realm. And sometimes it's giving it's some platforming, it's interactivity, dialogue options. Uh, sometimes it's just you you lean back and and, and watch something unfold. Yeah, I, I can see a film background coming through in that in the way that it, it even though it's 2D and the yeah. way that it's shot and the way that it moves, you can really see that coming across. What was the inspiration for it? Right, so it's. Uh, I think we're both drawing from both east and west. Uh, like uh, from the east, obviously we sometimes get a comparison, like Ghibli, like the famous yeah. uh, comparison. But it's also a lot of other great animation uh, out there, like from Satoshi Kon, like uh, films which deals with a bit more subconscious. From the west, uh, we have like darker western fairy tale fare, like uh, movies from Del Toro, Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. uh, even the the old Labyrinth, if you know it. And like the yes. one with David Bowie, right? It's fantastic. I loved it when I was a child. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, also a sense of quirkiness in our games with all these forgotlings where you're going to meet. It comes out on PlayStation. When, when's it going to be released? Yes, in uh, 2017. I think uh, we'll have to wait till next year to, to announce a release date. But it's going to be out on both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and on Steam. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck with it. It looks really, really nice. I'm looking forward to playing it more. That was the developer of Forgotten Land. Sounds very cool. Yeah. yeah. I like the kind of, uh, as most people know that know me, uh, know that I like sort of Telltale games, which are click adventure sort of things. And then, uh, as you said, it, trans- it um, transitions to the like 2D things. So that sounds Sounds very cool. Uh, yeah. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's very nice. It's it's traditional sort of 2D point-and-click adventure mixed with this um, sort of Prince of Persia platformer style, which is, is really interesting, but it, it looks lovely, and um, I'm looking forward to playing a little bit more of that. One of the other games that was there is, is called Black the Fall. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, it's very similar to, uh, for the older people out there, the... Uh, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey games in that you're you're basically a repressed factory worker and you decide to escape based very much on Romanian uh, oppression because the developers Romanian and was sort of that the inspiration was Romanian factories and and the fact that they could be very oppressive places to work <laughs> mm. so that was the sort of idea behind it but this is uh, this is is due out next year I'm I spoke a little bit to the developer for this as well so uh, this is her talking about the game the game is about a guy who was a regular farmer he's taken by the authorities and thrown into a factory to work day and night along with thousands of other people which is what happened in uh, Romania and some other communist countries the game starts in the day that he decides to escape and from that moment he's no longer needed as a tool so he the machines will try to kill him, and he's the selfish survivor. He will just do anything to escape. It's a puzzle game, and you navigate in a 2D, but you see uh, 3D. I mean, uh, what you see that the pers- you can see in perspective and so on, but you, yeah, you navigate. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. Yes, it's, it's 2D, but sort of rendered in 3D. Yeah. You've gone with a really interesting color palette because it is. It's very kind of dark, drab colors, apart from highlights of sort of red and yellow which is quite cool yes uh so the atmosphere is really bleak if you look at yeah. uh, communist pictures and this is what and not only communist. i mean if you look at 1984 or if yeah. you just
just read the book, it doesn't come in colors. <laughs> we struggled to find out a, a color language because red means danger. Yeah. But then we used it also to express like, use this. Exactly. And it was confusing. So now we added like, yellow and uh, some shades here or there, uh, but we keep it simple. Yeah, it's a, a really good looking and interesting game. I'm, I just had a, a play through it. I got sort of, I think probably onto the third or fourth puzzle but yeah that they're all slightly different and they you, you sort of use a little pointer thing to take control of your fellow workers <laughs> which is quite cool you can manipulate them yeah so yeah. you have stolen a designator from a guard and now you can manipulate other workers yeah it's very cool and it's also i mean although it's very easy to get shot you do only start at the beginning of the sort of level that you're on or the puzzle that you're on so it's uh, it's not too difficult to kind of go back and pick some. Yeah, it's a trial and error. So it doesn't matter how many times you die if that helps you figure it out. Is this out now? It will be out next spring. Next spring, okay. Yeah, on uh, Steam and uh, also on consoles, Xbox One and PS4. So yeah, that was the developer of Black the Fall. You saw the video for this one. Yeah, I'm very interested in this game. It gives, definitely gives me vibes of a game that came out earlier this year called Inside, which is uh, on the Xbox One. I think it's also on PS4 as well. That kind of very sort of 2D sort of platformer, obviously, as, as you both said, rendered in 3D, which uh, is also what Inside does of just has a lot of mystery to it i really love those sort of games it's similar to um limbo as well that was more of a yeah just a flat kind of 2d game um but i'm glad she said it's coming to consoles as well because i don't know i had a feeling it would only be on pc or something but yeah, yeah i'm really looking forward to that yeah it, it was uh it was really good fun it's a really nice little puzzle game uh it's a very very reminiscent for me of of the odd world uh games in you know they were very similar kind of things so that's one i think definitely to watch out for a couple of other indie games that i saw were um there was a game called black death which is a a big open world server-based game where you it's it's set in medieval times there are various professions Uh, it's very similar to games like rust and there are a number of these kind of survivalist sort of games out there so uh yeah this was this was the devote one of the developers of uh, black death talking about that the black death is an open world multiplayer game it's server based uh currently we have 50 players per server our concept going in was a multiplayer skyrim meets rust which is a ambitious concept i think <laughs> but that's what we're aiming for uh, we're a small team so there's seven of us and it's available in early access now the main concept of the game is to survive and um, work alongside other players uh, to to do that and ultimately prosper it's a profession-based game so you can choose to be I think we have 11 professions in the game. There's more coming soon, but some of the ones we currently have are a peasant, a beggar, a blacksmith, a knight, an outlaw, uh, a merchant, and a monk. That's a, that's a few of them. I think there's some more that I've missed out. And it's all about you go in, you choose your profession, you choose the area, because as you as you do things in the game, like uh, kill things, gather things, craft things, you get gain XP, which gives you skill points that you can spend in a skill tree. So you, you choose the area of the skill tree that you want to specialize in. So, for example, if I'm a blacksmith, that would be the, the best armor smith. That's the, the path I would go down. And you work together with other players to sort of maximize your chances of surviving this very, very sort of grim era where you're faced with 
the Black Death, which is a, a you know an unkillable enemy. So as a blacksmith, I might be uh, able to craft. A, I'm, I'm, say I've, I've leveled up. I'm, I'm the best armor smith, so I can craft the best armor. But to craft the best armor, I need the best ore. A peasant could mine the best ore because peasants they're very good at gathering resources. So a peasant that's specialized in mining be able to get the, the greatest ore available but perhaps that ore is only available in some terrible abandoned village full of bandits and outlaws and or you know halfway up a mountain very dangerous place for a yeah. blacksmith and a peasant to be venturing out to so we might say hey knight <laughs> we you know if you would like the best sword made out of made by the best blacksmith and crafted by the best or with the best ore, would you come and protect us as we go on this journey up this mount doom or <laughs> wherever and that, that's the sort of, that's an example of the sort of gameplay we want to try and cultivate. Um, so role-playing in this sort of sandbox open world game with survival mechanics as a backdrop for that to, to give players the, the push to do what they, they want to do. <laughs> uh, it's 50 players per server at the moment. We might toy around later on with the numbers of how many people we can, we can get in there. And we're also thinking about having dedicated servers so people can set up their own server. And maybe server rules would be something that come along with that, but that's... That was a would like rather than is doing at the moment. <laughs> that was the uh, the developer of Black Death. What really interested me about this was it reminds me very much of the sort of setup that you had in uh, Star Wars Galaxies, okay. the the I sort of old the sort of old MMO um, Star Wars game was a very similar idea to that, where you had lots of different professions and you sort of were reliant on on other professions and other players to provide you with the resources so you could make the best stuff. Okay. So I quite like this idea. It'll be interesting to see how well that works and how it gets pulled off but out of all the those sort of medieval and survivalist kind of games out there i thought that was quite an interesting one mm. so i'm looking forward to seeing that seeing a bit more of that it's on steam yeah. early access right looks now. looks a bit like sort of skyrim meets a bit of state of decay kind of game that yes. looks similar to state of decay which makes yeah. me want to play state of decay too but it's not out yet so i can't <laughs> um, yes. yeah i love that game state of decay. Um, <laughs> yeah it's good fun yes yeah. it's, uh, uh, but yeah, it, looks, it looks quite fun if it's on steam it'll be unfortunate because i don't think yeah. my pc could run games around <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know whether it's going to come onto consoles or not but the moment it's on steam yeah. early access it may be a sort of dc universe online situation where a couple of years down the line it, it does yeah it makes a sort of transition thing. maybe yeah. yeah so the last game that we had was a game called tethered and one of the reasons that i i wanted to play this apart from the fact that it, it kind of looked interesting was it was using the uh, the playstation vr headset and uh, yeah the main PlayStation VR stand was literally, I mean, it was one of those places that you couldn't get near for love nor money. It yeah. was, it was, yeah. you know, Lo loads of people are waiting to, yeah, that, just, yeah. just trying to get onto that was, it was an absolute soon as well, nightmare. So. Yeah, it is very soon. Yeah. And it's about 350 quid, which I mean is mm. technically is a lot, <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. not, it's not a lot for a full blown VR system compared to some of the others that are out there that are sort of six, 700 quid. So, you know, I didn't get a chance to try the, the headsets on a lot of the games, but they were, because this was running as a little indie game, this looked quite interesting. And uh, I managed to, to talk to the guy and have a, a little play with it. So um, this is him talking about Tethered. It's a really different sort of use for VR. So I'm Scott Kirkland and I'm MD and one of the programmers at Secret Sorcery. Our game is Tethered. Tethered is a simple, unique, and completely immersive VR strategy game 
that physically and emotionally tethers you to this beautiful world that you're trying to restore balance to. And we're watching it at the moment. It's using the um, Sony PlayStation new VR headset. Yeah, so it, it was designed from the ground up to be a, a VR game. We'd previously worked on some prototypes, and we just knew that VR was going to give us something really different. And we, we wanted to, to see how we could exploit the new medium to its fullest. I know a lot of guys have tried to replicate reality, and it just feels kind of underwhelming to to take the headset off and put it back on again and say, yep, that's, that looks like reality. It's kind of a meh thing. So uh, we thought it'd be awesome to, to put players inside a world that they can't really imagine outside of reality. It's put the headset on and you are in our imagination, which, which could be a terrible thing, but in this case, it's a beautiful visual style inspired by the films of Studio Ghibli and games like uh, Nino Cooney. So it's very painterly, colorful world. And you're in there. The 2D screen just doesn't give it justice. It's it's kind of flat, and when you're in there, you just look around, and it feels right. Yeah, it, it is um, kind of difficult to explain because, uh, as you say, with most VR games, they tend to be you're in uh, first person and you know seeing everything in front of you. Whereas as this, you're you're almost godlike, floating above everything. Absolutely. Again, when you're in VR, why just imbue the player with normal abilities um you, know, you can kind of lift boxes up and move them around in the real world so we thought let the player have godly powers so that the premise in the game is you're a spirit guardian a, a godlike being sat upon a cloud looking down on this beautiful island uh, and as the, the the game starts there's an egg that falls from the sky and, and you have to hatch that egg you use the sun so you've got various weather that's placed around the middle of the island and you can just tether that to things so you tether the sun to the egg and the sun will drift across and shine on the egg and hatch it and your first little peep pops out waves um, to, to generate an emotional engagement with the player the peeps have got big eyes big ears they look up at you um, if you move your head about they track you they'll, they'll they'll look at you if you shake your head they'll mimic you so it's all designed to to really make you care for that little peep and as they uh, arrive in the world they're essentially your minion they're there to help you to collect spirit energy that's your goal you've got to collect enough spirit energy to release the the spirit guardians who are entombed in the giant stone obelisk that lives on the island and that's also your totalizer so almost like a, a blue peter bring and buy sale totalizer that gradually fills up with spirit energy so you're you're using the peeps to help you they need you to give them purpose if you don't give them purpose, if you if you neglect them, they start to send you little prayers to say, boss, what do you want me to do? You, you neglect them some more, they get more and more despondent, leave it too long, they'll succumb to despair. And at that point, they'll take the long walk to the edge of the island and they'll look up at you as they stand on the diving board of doom. And with big sort of sorrowful eyes, they'll take that last step over the edge and scream as they plummet down into the abyss. Um, and just watching players play it, hearing them shout out, no, uh, it's kind of clearly the, the emotional engagement thing has, yeah, yeah. has worked and people have really taken to the peeps and you know, compounded by having to wipe tears out of the headsets as well. It's, <laughs> people get really upset when they lose their favorite hero uh, who's been buffed with armor and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha has grenades. It's like, no, that's my pride and joy. If only I could have made a rainbow and, and saved them on the brink. <laughs> oh, um so it sounds great. When's it out? Uh, so the game will be released in October uh, and it's on PlayStation VR. It'll be in the store and uh, yeah, hopefully people will like it. 
Good luck with it. It's, it looks great. Thank you. So, yeah, so that's tethered. It's a bit of a different VR game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's essentially, it's a, it's a God game. Um, it, so if you played anything like, I don't know, um, Settlers or Black and White or Populous or any of those sort of like God games, that's that's sort of what it is but i i thought it was a fascinating use for um for vr because it's not the sort of thing you would expect to be in vr and if you saw it on the screens as a flat thing it really really doesn't do it justice because once you're inside the headset you really do feel like you're there floating above this island and you've got these little minions that are kind of wandering around and you're trying to help them out and yeah it was it was just super sweet and lovely and i really really enjoyed playing with it so yeah i'm i, I don't know whether i can justify the expense of a playstation vr but I, I, that's that's got me quite tempted that game so yeah i already want one so <laughs> yeah um yeah there's some rumors that with the playstation plus that they will maybe swap out the playstation 3 games for playstation vr games so maybe oh. if you like i don't know if you save up for a year and then collect a year of VR games, maybe you could buy it then, and then you'd already have some games to play. Uh, nothing's been like confirmed or anything, but um, yeah, but that that, that cool. would make sense. It would be and, a good uh, idea. It'd be hard that. to watch one of them fall off the edge, as he said. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were adorable as well. There are these really cute little things that they like little people that that they they made, and they wander around the islands, and you sort of hatch them and grow them and give them jobs to do. And then, yeah, occasionally if you if you just don't watch properly, and one will just kind of wander off because you've forgotten to assign him something to do yeah and they'll just take a leap off the edge of the island which yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's fantastic i i really really enjoyed that they've done such a wonderful job and it's it's a really interesting use for playstation vr so um yeah i'm looking forward to that and as you can say he, he said that was out in october which means that playstation vr must be out around that sort of time yeah as it's well, um right? october 13th oh there you go so uh, yes very soon okay yeah yeah yeah. Uh, might have to might have to see if I can I can mm. afford that. So that's what five month. days after Mafia Three. Yeah. Oh yes, difficult. Okay. Mm. <laughs> decisions, <laughs> decisions. <laughs> all right. So um, so that was all the stuff that we saw at EGX. Um, next we'll move on to some uh, TV and film news. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary few tv and film stories this week uh first up are you aware of a show you're quite young so are you aware of a show <laughs> called magnum pi no no right okay uh are you aware of a man called tom Selleck? i might do if i see him Maybe um, no, not, not off the top of my head, no. Right, okay. Tom Selleck, fell, he's, he's the, uh, plays the police commissioner in Blue Bloods. He, he's probably the, the show that he's best known for now. Uh, Tom Selleck, best known, and he was also in Friends. He played Monica's sort of older boyfriend in Friends uh, for a while. He's, he's most well-known. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll look out for that because I'm actually watching Friends at the moment. So. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. 
he he's most well known for having a glorious mustache uh for, for pretty much but um abc are planning on making a new season of magnum pi uh simply called magnum and it's not going to star tom Selleck. that but they are going to be continuing the story rather than trying to remake it so uh in the original show tom Selleck's character thomas magnum who was this private investigator had a daughter called lily so the idea is that this new series will follow lily who has returned to hawaii which is where it was set and uh, she's taking over her dad's firm after she was in navy intelligence and had blown up has sort of ended her career with navy intelligence so it's sort of going to be something in the vein of something like Hawaii Five O. I suspect the remake of Hawaii Five O. That seems to be where they're uh, where they're pitching it. Um, you've got a, I'm sure, will be a very attractive young female lead. The whole setup for the original Magnum series was the fact that he rented a beachfront cottage as part of a mansion uh which was owned by a really famous author as in exchange for him providing security for the estate so it gave them the option of having like these really huge glamorous things like he used to drive a ferrari 308 gts and they and had this kind of huge glamorous estate that they could work with so it, it made it in this really big glamorous show um for what was basically a simple kind of PI cop show. So it gave them a lot more scope for things to play with. The script's been written by John Rogers, who is one of the writers for Leverage and The Librarians, being produced by uh, his and Eva Longoria's uh, production company. Original series ran for eight seasons from uh, 1980 to 88. So, yeah, I don't know. I... I sort of like the idea of this i'm kind of glad they're not trying to recast it because i don't think anybody else could play the original magnum like tom Selleck could yeah i thought that was kind of an interesting one we've got some casting news as well for the remake of lost in space that netflix are doing this is is a full-blown remake lost in space of course was a classic 60s tv series uh they found the the person that's going to be leading the group on on lost in space and it's going to be toby stevens who played captain flint in black sails and uh, Gustav Graves in Die Another Day, the James Bond movie, is probably the other thing he's best known as. Are you aware of the original TV show? I don't know. You must no, be something. You've no. never... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know whether you've ever kind of come across it. There was, there was a Matt LeBlanc movie as well of it in the 90s. They tried to boot it into a movie franchise and it failed dismally. But... Um, the basic premise of it is uh, it's a family that are sent on a mission to colonise deep space, but end up crashing and landing on a planet light years from where they're supposed to be after a enemy agent called Dr. Zachary Smith, who is on the ship with them, sabotages the mission. So they're then it's basically kind of Robinson Crusoe with an entire family stuck on a planet is the uh, premise for it. Okay, all right. I'll see what they. Uh, I'll watch an episode or two. See see what it's like. So yeah, it it looks look like it could be quite good. Uh, they've also cast the the child who is a kid called Maxwell Jenkins, who is in Sense Eight, who plays the youngest child, Will Robinson, and they've got Taylor Russell, who is in Falling Skies. She's playing Judy, who's the eldest of the children. I think there's another kid in there as well, and there's the wife still to cast. It's 
being written by Matt Samansa and uh, Burke Sharpless, who were the writing team behind Dracula Untold and uh, the new Power Rangers movie. And it's been exec produced by Zach Estrin, who was the guy in charge of No Ordinary Family, Prison Break and Charmed. And he's going to be showrunner. So, uh, yeah, could be an interesting one to watch out for that. And sticking with space, there's NBC have ordered a new space comedy called Spaced Out. It's a new sci-fi comedy from the creator of Undatable. It's going to be exec produced by Bill Lawrence, who's the guy behind Scrubs and Spin City and Cougar Town. Adam Zakil is the guy that was the creator of Undatable, and he's going to be the main guy behind it. Uh, set in the world of commercial space travel but we don't know a lot more about it than that. Uh, this is actually the second sci-fi comedy that is coming to the US. Because, I mean, sci-fi comedy is something that they don't really do an awful lot of. I mean, and we don't do a huge amount of it over here. I mean, we kind of have Red mm. Dwarf. Yeah, there's not really... It's just not an area that's kind of covered very much. But they there's another one which is coming, I think, onto uh, Fox, which is Seth MacFarlane. Uh, has created and he's got a a new show coming as well which is also a space comedy so you know like buses you don't have space comedies for ages and then two turn up at once <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah we'll 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 see where that goes but again they've they're only kind of the nbc one is only kind of a, an order for a, uh, i don't think it's even a pilot order it's a script order so we'll see whether that goes anywhere the um second mcfarlane comedy which doesn't have a name yet has got 13 episodes straight to series order so that one definitely will be on tv somewhere at some point that's it for the news this week next up we have an interview This week's interview is with actor Leroy Osimbosu, who is best known probably for playing the genie on a uh, children's show called Jamelia and Aladdin. Runs on CBBC and CBBS. It's a modern retelling of the Aladdin story. Um, I had a chance to catch up with him a few weeks ago and uh, have a chat with him about what it's like playing a genie and making a show for a younger audience. If you've got younger kids you can catch Leroy on uh, Jamelia and Aladdin over on the iPlayer and uh, it's got the latest episodes on over there so uh, here's the interview with Leroy we'll see you afterwards with some Date stuff Hi Leroy Hi Hi, how you doing? Good thank you, how are you? Good, good, good We're on to talk about uh, your show Jamelia and Aladdin Yeah For for those that, that haven't seen it do you want to just give a quick explanation of the show? Uh, is based on the story of Aladdin, however, a modern twist by uh, using a modern girl, Jamila, as she transports from modern-day London to ancient Baghdad with various quests and adventures. And it's it runs on... Um, it's, it's sort of a, a, a joint thing between CBBS and um, CBBC, isn't CBBC, it? CBBC, yeah. yeah. So, and you play the genie in the show? Yes. So how, how did you get into, into the role of being a genie? Well, for me, it's in the script. Um, the script would obviously initiate in terms of his actions, how he is, how he's seen by others and other characters. So by it, I didn't, I went for a cartoon characteristic kind of style for it in order for it to be more colorful, bright and bigger for young viewers uh, specifically, while trying to maintain a realistic reality of a person. You're working with the two kids in the show, Blossom and Wilson. Wilson, um, yeah. 
how is it working with with um, younger kids like that? It helps a lot because that's who you're pitching it to, or if not younger. So for you to, for, for us, our relationship on the show is how we were when we were off set anyway. You know, and we always had jokes, banter. I was like a big brother to them, which they'd always come to, and you know, we we had a lot of fun. That that's the main that's the main thing, just having fun. I imagine doing a show like this, it's it's got to be quite a, a good fun thing to do. <laughs> Were there any pranks on set? Because it, it strikes me as the type of thing when you're dealing with kids all the time and you know, there, there may be a bit of pranking going on. <laughs> there was pranks, there was games. Um, the, what prank was it? There was one prank where uh, one of the episodes, I am in the gutter. I go down the drain for for one of the episodes, and I remember Blossom and Wilson coming to me uh, offset one day and said, "Right, so tomorrow you're going into the gutter." By the way, I was and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you're going into the drain tomorrow." So all this time, I was thinking, "Oh, great, right?" So you know, you guys get the, the luxurious life while I go into drains. <laughs> Turns out that wasn't the case. They were just pulling my leg, and I was there getting myself prepped and everything. So the director <laughs> told me, "Oh no, 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 no! You're not going for a dream." Then you just see them peeking around the corner, just sniggering at me. I was like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> so you know, there was there was loads of games. Regardless, we always used to, yeah, just always make up things, and and it was just it was just an exciting project. I'm assuming your first imagine that the first thing you would get is a children's show so that must be a, 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 an interesting thing to to get involved with yes and you're on to your second season now as well so what's sort of different between the first season and the second season first season the, the writing in it was it was it wasn't sort of a test we had an idea there was a story we 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 got the characters established and we knew which ones will be will be brought back you know the predominant ones and um by the time it had started being viewed we then saw right so it's a it's aimed for more of the cbb's range but we saw that a lot more we were watching in our families and such yeah so with the second season it's still the same exciting adventures and stories but more more depth to it and and the writing is a bit more a bit more mature in terms of the age range as to who would view it so it broadens it out a bit more rather than than it just being aimed at let's say babies or and toddlers well i guess that makes sense as well because if you're onto the second season and the kids that watch the first season are going to be older so <laughs> it makes sense to <laughs> exactly. kind of you know grow it up a little bit with the kids exactly exactly and that was one of the main things we picked out as we sat around the desk uh reading the script and we was we were all excited and happy to 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 see it. and we all noticed the, the change as well yeah I noticed you have a, a genie song music video. <laughs> I noticed on the uh, oh, yeah. on the clips. Um, you're quite a musical person anyway, aren't you? Um, I love my music, yes. <laughs> I do love music. However, the genie song came at shock to me, having doing it. But uh, yeah, very challenging, but it's done. <laughs> is, is that actually you singing on it, or, or is it? Is it, it is, yes, well it done. is. <laughs> 
Yeah, it took a long while in the studio to record that, as I would not say I'm a strong singer at all. Yeah. So it took a lot of, uh, yeah, it was it was the most challenging thing throughout the whole production, actually, for me, the Genie song. It's not a fun <laughs> thing to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> Some would like it, you know. <laughs> so let, let's let's go on to the obvious question. If you had three wishes, what would they be? So three wishes. Um, my first wish is to earn and win myself an Oscar. Good that goal. Would be my first wish. Yeah. In my acting career. Second wish would be world peace obviously yes. no more dramas like i'd peas where is the love you know kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> and third wish would be to have some form of superpowers whether <laughs> that were to be flying or telepathy telekinesis kind of thing those yeah. are my those are my three wishes good good yeah and you managed to get world peace in there so th- that's the important thing <laughs> <laughs> What's the best piece of advice somebody's ever given you? Ah, it was. This was from my uh, one of my uh, drama teachers from E15 uh, drama school, Phil Weaver. And a quote which he gave me, which I've, which has always stuck in my head, was fail now, fail again, but fail better. Yeah, I've I've heard something similar before, which is just fail faster, which I think is is yeah, a. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that that has always uh, stuck to, in, in my head actually, and you know it, it'll be a it's a great one for everyone to uh, to acknowledge and yeah. go and take on. Yeah, absolutely. If you weren't doing your current job, what do you think you'd be doing? Something in the music industry, whether that were uh, DJing, producing, rapping. I just yeah, I love music, so it'll be around the the musical world. If not that. And if that was to surpass, then something in the gaming world as well, as I love, I love the old Xbox and such. <laughs> <laughs> love my games. Pro so, ga- yeah, it'll be gaming. one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that as well. And got a, a couple of uh, last questions. What TV shows are you watching at the moment? Oh, You've got me side on that one. Do you really <laughs> want to hear these? I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're aiming at kids, some of them are 15 and above, so I wouldn't suggest it to them. So I'm just making that now. Yeah. Making that known now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the moment, so I've been watching Power. At the moment, I'm watching Stranger Things, which I'm now on to the last episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, how to... These are all adults. Stuff. So yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. who will be listening to. to we get, to, we, get, to we, get a, we get a range, so you you you're fine. I will put a warning okay. out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else? Oh my gosh, there's, there's so many out there. Um, how to? Oh yeah. Also, Olivia Davis. How to get away with murder? Ah, Not that yes. I'm planning anything. Just, just great <laughs> series. Oh, uh, Game of Thrones, obviously classic. Yes, yes. Oh, there's just so many series out there, and I, which I've which I've just been getting into and and catching up on. So we could yeah. be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, one one final question: If you could um, be in any TV show, either past, present, or future, what would it be? Oh, it's got to be Thrones. <laughs> it's got to be Game of Thrones. You know, there's this. Yeah, it's just amazing, yeah. amazing. Literally, the last season when I was watching it, 
I went and started listening to the whole soundtrack and I was just there in front of my, my TV just clapping my hands away being given applause to him. It's just, yeah, Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The amount of people that I spoke to that that go Game of Thrones, even if I can just be in one scene and be killed off by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely Thrones. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, thank you for coming on um, and spending a bit of time Leroy, it's been lovely. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. So that was the interview with Leroy. Hope you enjoyed that. As I said, if you've got um, young kids that you think you'll enjoy the show, it's called Jamelia and Aladdin. It's on iPlayer. You can go and watch episodes over on iPlayer right now. Um, So next up, we have some air dates. Edits this week. No cancellations. We have got a couple of renewals. Uh, Victoria, the Gemma Coleman show, mm. that is being renewed for a second season on ITV, which I don't think is a great mm. shock to anybody. That so, uh, so yeah. that's coming back. The other renewal is uh, Dice, which has got renewed for a second season, which is Andrew Dice Clay's uh, show about a failing 90s comic that he's trying to get his career back. So uh, so that's coming back for another season. Changes, as we mentioned, uh, Designated Survivor popped up on Netflix this week, and we urge you to go and watch that because that's really, really good. Another show that popped up out of nowhere, Penn and Teller Foolish. Second half of season one of that started on the 25th so that's at 6.25 so the second half of the first season of that's come back Secrets and Lies the US version of that coming for a second season on W on the 11th of October that's at 9pm you've got Divorce also coming on the 11th of October that's Sarah Jessica Parker's new show QI I'm not entirely convinced by it, by this but because uh, I'm, I'm not convinced by whether the date's exactly right but uh, season N of QI is coming to uh, BBC Two on the 15th of October according to the information we had uh, that could be interesting to watch because it's the first one with Sandy Toxfig as host. You've got Criminal Minds Season 12 coming to Sky Living on the 17th of October at 9pm. Class, it was announced that the Doctor Who spin-off is coming to BBC Three on the 22nd of October. Um, have you seen any any stuff for that? That looked like it could be quite good No, fun. but I will check it out, actually, because I want to um, I want to maybe give Doctor Who another, another go because I haven't seen it since Matt Smith's, part of Matt Smith's um, first appearance. Uh, was okay. when I last watched it, so yeah, I may give it another chance. Yeah, yeah. I like Peter Capaldi as as Doctor. Peter Capaldi is going to make an appearance in the first episode of that as well, so uh, <laughs> that's one to watch out for, considering we've been very Doctorless this year. So Then we've got Scorpion Season 3 of that coming to ITV2 at some point in October. It's, it's going to be the last week of October, but we haven't got an exact date for that yet. Grey's Anatomy Season 13, that's coming 2nd of November, for those of you waiting for that to come back. Blacklist returns on Sky Living on the 4th of November at 9pm. Uh, that sees James Spader return as Red Reddington. Then there was a few shows which we've we've got some information on, which I know people will be interested in. Um, Supernatural, that finished on E4 this week for season 11. And they said at the end of it that the new season would be coming soon. I thought, well, that's interesting. So I went and spoke to Channel 4 and said, what do you mean by coming soon? (laughs) Now, obviously, these things are never set in stone because they move around, but they are at the moment planning for the new season of Supernatural to start in January, which I think is good news because it's been so Mm. long since we've 
we've had like supernatural running anywhere near to the uh us air data and i know that's not close close but it's closer than it has been in a very very long time <laughs> so yeah i've still not started there yet but yeah yeah oh you really should it's a fantastic show and then the last two in terms of changes we're getting a lot of people asking about agents of shield and gotham both of those mm-hmm. shows at the moment are due to start at some point in early next year, we don't know exactly when yet, but both of them we're saying early next year. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, I wish the, I think the problem soon, with but... that is that when you have a full twenty-two episode season that runs continuously for twenty-two weeks, it can get kind of. Sometimes you need that mid-season break, like with when Flash Arrow and the CW DC TV comes back. And we have that and it runs for, I think, usually nine episodes or ten and then comes back later. It's usually better to have the break there. Yeah. yeah I know what I you mean. It, it was a bit of, not a struggle to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham, but it had that problem this year when it came back in January. Yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean. I think, I personally, I think it's a mistake to leave it because I think people will go and find it elsewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. so I, I would rather they ran it closer I can understand there being a bit of a gap because there are going to be scheduling gaps and stuff which they need to get rid of but um, which is, is what they do with um, Flash and Arrow and all those that's why they start later is because they need to take some of the space out but mm. uh, yeah leaving them both until January I think is a bit of a mistake yeah, but, especially if they, they've both already was it last week they both started again yeah yeah, they in, in both the US just started, so, so yeah and it's September yeah so 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 that's a long time for people to avoid spoilers for those shows yeah especially for spoilers as well like yeah but you know that's what they apparently are deciding to do so not a lot we can do about it next week on tv there's there's a a number of interesting things starting uh once upon a time we thought it was going to come back today but apparently it's not coming back till wednesday this week and then the new episodes from now on will appear on netflix on mondays that's for Once Upon a Time Season 6, which is on Netflix. I don't know why it's a couple of days late this week, I, but anyway, that's that's apparently what's happening. So, yes, that's that's coming back. I've still got the end of Season 5 to watch for that show. 50 Ways to Kill Your Mammies is starting up again on uh, for its third season. That's in Sky 1. Uh, so, 20, what is on. this show, 50 Ways to... What is it? It was called the first two seasons for 50 ways to kill your mammy. And it's basically about a, a guy and his mum, And he essentially takes her doing extreme sports. And she's, she's in a like, I don't know, 60s, 70s, something like that. Okay. Right. Um, and for the third season, they've added a couple more mums to it. So there, there is uh, there's more of them and they're going on adventure trips together basically uh but that's back for its third season on sky one on the 28th of september okay so (laughs) interesting uh season three of the fall starts bbc two that's on 29th of september at 9 p.m i know you're a fan of the show very excited to that yeah like yeah very excited and it's the final season as well so um yeah yeah i believe so things will get uh wrapped up but yeah amazing acting from both of them in both seasons so far and given the way the second season finished off, it's going to be just interesting to see what direction they go with it. So, um, yeah, 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 very excited for that. And it's not it doesn't feel like too long of a wait. I can't remember when it was last on, but it hasn't felt not like sure. that long of a wait. 
Yeah. No, no. One I'm really excited about, Luke Cage starts yeah. first season of that. Superheroes uh, are back on TV. <laughs> yay, yes. Uh, Luke Cage, uh, Netflix, 30th of September, that drops. So uh, end of the week, I'm really looking forward to that being uh, mm-hmm. on. That looks really, really good. Uh, Star Wars Rebels, I'm also really looking forward to. Third season of that, we're told is arriving on the 1st of October. That sees a load of new characters. I'd uh, left things very precarious for some of the characters on the, se- on the end of uh, season two. So uh, it, I, I know it's, it's only an animated series, but if you're a Star Wars fan, go and watch it. It's absolutely brilliant. Well worth watching that. So we've got that. We've got uh, NCIS New Orleans, uh, second half of season two coming to Channel 5, 1st of October on uh, at uh, 7.55. We've got Aftermath season one coming to Five Star. This is a sci-fi original drama, but it's airing on Five Star over here. It's about a family trying to cope with the world that end around, ends around them. It's basically there's an asteroid heading towards the planet, I seem to remember. Um, so it's it's about the sort of final days of the earth i think is the idea it's uh 4th of october at 9 p.m on five star that one's coming so that could be an interesting one to watch yeah i'll check that out yeah yeah and then one definitely to watch westworld uh season one of that coming to sky atlantic on the 4th of october at 9 p.m which is uh adaptation of the michael Critchin novel and film that starred Yul Brynner originally. It's from Jonathan Nolan, the man behind Person of Interest and uh, the Batman movies. He was the writer of the Batman movies. Um, So, uh, yeah, Jonathan Nolan and stars Anthony Hopkins. And it's about a theme park which is populated by androids from the Wild West and uh, that you sort of can go and buy time and be thrown into this theme park surrounded by by very convincing androids so that's the yeah. uh, that's the sort of basic premise of it and the androids obviously uh as you would expect in a show like that go slightly wrong and start to become sentient and so but it mm. looks fantastic and it's hbo show uh looks a bit so. of a human's vibe in there there is a certain amount of that yeah i think mm. Uh, so there's that and then finally Empire season 3 of Empire comes to E4 on the 4th of October at 10pm that's been really good fun I've, I've really enjoyed that show it's it's a bit silly and over the top in places but it's really good fun mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to that coming back mm. and that's everything for this week unless you've got anything else you want to add in so cool. if you again if you have any questions about the website or anything just email the email that I mentioned um, and follow us uh, definitely for, if you want to keep up to date with stuff and even with just like Twitter where I, if like a podcast is delayed, etc., just follow the Twitter that I mentioned as well. Which is the website address? EntertainmentTalk.org. So uh, that's where you can get hold of Matt. For us, if you want to come to see all the latest TV news and latest air date info, go to geektown.co.uk. You can get in touch with this podcast at podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave us a message on the website. You can find us at Geektown on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on Instagram at geektown UK that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 bye
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.